Let Nothing Divide Us by Jello Jolteon Chapter 4 Dreams The sunlight douses her and she nearly drowns in it, done up in her white dress with her pale skin. The only points of contrast are darker hair, mouth, and eyes. <laughs> He's almost blinded by the sight of her as a whole, and he can only focus on her face. The lace veil pulled back and her features drawn into a soft grin that he knows only in his dreams as the one she wears when she's so happy she's barely containing laughter. She looks... She looks radiant. Ethereal. Her expression is nearly contagious, and he's as warmed by it as he is the circumstances. <laughs> her hands are clasped in his, and he has a distinct sense of the polished gold ring sitting on her finger as much as he is the matching one on his own hand. Is he crying? He could be. He doesn't actually know. All he knows is that now they're kissing and he's swept up in the relief that they can finally live life together in earnest. The wedding is permission to do something they've been sneaking in their professional lives, but now... They wind up at Dagobah Beach. Still pristine after his efforts all those years ago. And he's awash in nostalgia over when they first met. When they were young and at UA and didn't quite realize what they were getting into with the other. Always awkward moments of personal space violation. Punctuating a legitimate chemistry as friends, as partners. And then later in life, something else. She grabs his hand and turns to him. About to say something so deeply wild and exciting. Izuku hovers in the black space between sleep and wakefulness ever so briefly, and then opens his eyes. <sighs> it's still dark, and he's laying on his side, his back to the corner of his room. Light pollution from beyond the woods bounding UA's campus sneaks through his window at his head, spilling faintly on his all-might comforter. He's warm and comfortable and knows in a few minutes he'll adjust and go back to sleep, but his brain catches on the dream he just exited. In a moment of weakness, he curls his outstretched hand inward. It closes on nothing. He huffs a sigh, still too asleep to be embarrassed by the implications, and falls back to sleep exactly as he figured. It's when his alarm goes off at 6.30 for his morning jog that everything comes crashing down full force. He squints into the bathroom lights, sees the afterimage of her face in them, smiling at him as nobody ever has, and the cold water on his face does nothing. The cool morning air, then, is an anathema, his hoodie and the pace of his jog not doing enough to match the intensity of being hand-in-hand -hand with his friend on a beach after their wedding and the blush that creeps from his neck upward is something he can't dismiss as a side effect of his physical exertion. He picks up his pace. Still, he waits for her so they can walk to class together. She fusses with her necktie and doesn't notice his eyes widen when he first sees her, completely blown over by the force of now standing next to someone he dream married. Every time she looks his way in class, he's haunted by the feeling of her hands in his. The day rolls on. Finally, 
Izuku clacks his tray down next to Ochako at lunch, feeling for the most part like he's done a good job of hiding his demeanor, and at a moral precipice as he debates the tone in which to take to relay his dream to her. It feels like an obligation from him to her, as her friend, that he should tell her every time she shows up in his mindscape at night. Of course, all the previous times have been innocent enough, trying to find a shop that sells mochi at 3am, Ida turning into a small horse and Uraraka becoming his designated caretaker, several recurring nightmares in which she plays a supporting role. He tries for funny, despite the alarming residual effects that have plagued his day. It comes out forced, just like her laughter, really, and they both silently pretend they can't tell the difference. They're both too caught up in being unreasonably envious of their dream selves anyway. Izuku dreams of something entirely different the next night and wakes up blearily at 6.30, an unreasonable sense of disappointment tinging his morning jog. But as the day wears on, his feelings on the matter fade back into the present, into hero training, and into running full force towards his goal of being the greatest hero.